millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Josh Halliman. You are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films that we think are underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. This week's film is Submarine from 2010, so let's see what we think. So, Submarine. It's from 2010, so spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. Um, It's a list of suggestions, so normally we would ask, what's it about and why have you picked it? Well, what's it about, Alice? It's basically a coming-of-age story about a young Welsh boy in a Welsh village. Oh, how did you know he was Welsh? That surprises me, (laughs) John. Something Um, gave it away. (laughs) So, yeah. Basically, I sort of picked this one because I picked the listener's suggested film. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was Daniel Perrin who got in touch with us on Twitter um, to suggest it in one of the comments. Hello, Daniel. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Mm. Um, I give him a little message to ask him why he picked it and to tell us a little bit about himself. And this is what he said. He said... I guess I chose Submarine as I consider it to be one of the most underseen British films of recent years, which is a shame as I also happen to think it's one of the best British films of recent years. It's directed by Richard Ayawadi and this was his first time behind the camera and he think I think he completely smashes it out of the park. Basically, it's a coming-of-age comedy with the brilliant Sally Hawkins and Paddy Considine in supporting roles and superb then-teen actors Craig Roberts and Yasmin Page. Anyway, I hope you like it as much as I do. A little bit about myself, I'm a 40-something-year-old guy I live in an Exeter who was lucky enough to grow up in the late 70s and 80s, which gave me the perfect excuse to fall in love with cinema. I'm also fond of travelling to far-flung places, photography, beer, curry, and listening to movie podcasts such as yours. What a... Sw- what a... What, hey, beer and curry, Daniel, hey, you're our type of fella. Is that, that, that is our audience, isn't it? <laughs> beer yep. and curry, lads. Yes, yeah, so that's why Daniel picked it, and that's all about Daniel. So, let's... Uh, Let's crack on, Alice. Let's chat about Submarine. Let's first see. of all, well, first of all, Josh, I pose to you, Ooh. why did you pick this one out of all the listeners' suggestions that we've had? What stood out to you from Submarine? We have had a couple in the past, and I always make a note of them. We always we always want to get around to picking them, but because we mm. cover other topics, classics and films we've chosen, and guests and all that, we try and get one in, don't we, every now and then, a couple of years. We do try um, and get one in, Josh. Submarine, I, I'll be honest, I think I picked it because I think it had been in the back of my head, you know, in, in my to-watch list. Okay, so like, you hadn't seen it. Great. No, I hadn't seen mm. it, yeah. So so I, I like Richard Iodi, big fan of, you know, things he's done, sitcoms and, you know, mm. Travel Man and, and stuff he's done. He, I think, very funny guy. Interested to know how you make that transition from TV comedy star to 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 a film director. Um, mm. 
And that's it, really. I think that's why that's that's yeah. why I picked it. Um, had you Good seen it? Had you, yeah, I mean, had you seen it before? I hadn't seen it, no. And I don't even think I'd properly heard of it. Honestly, when you said it, I thought the first thing that came to my head was, I think, the Life Aquatic oh, by Wes yeah. Anderson. Yeah, I got confused between the, all the water, all the watery nautical themes going on. I was like, is that that one? Is like, oh no, oh, <laughs> submarines no. in common film. as well. One Different, says yeah. submarine. One is about a submarine. Indeed. So, you know, that's typical me getting all confused. Did you get no. it confused with the hunt for Red October? Because when I was looking for this <laughs> and I was typing in submarine into <laughs> Amazon, into stream, says, all it was giving me was, was submarine films. There we go. Yeah. No, so. no, I didn't. I didn't have the same challenges as you. But I, got, I got there at the end. Uh, so, no, hadn't seen it. Hadn't really heard of it. So had no expectations going in whatsoever. So, so Josh... Well, well, what did what did you think? What I'll did I think? Um, what did you think? A lot to like. Okay. A lot to like in there. Um, first of all, as soon as it started and I realised it was set in Wales, I was like, Alice is going to love this. So uh, oh, that was the first. Excuse me. How simple do you think I am that I would love a film just because it's set in Wales? But I did totally love yeah, that. Yeah, it's very, so, very yeah, simple, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's break it down. What did I like about it? So, performances, I thought Craig Roberts was pretty good in it, considering it mm -hmm. was his first lead role. Um, he's got a lot to do in this. He's in, he's in, you know, most to every scene. And I think yes. it's quite difficult it because, him, because the character is written as quite deadpan, quite mm -hmm. vacant. And I think as an actor... As someone who's done a little bit of acting, whatever. Ooh, a little bit of acting at uni, guys. Um, you know. Drama, you know, whatever. Two, <laughs> two, two one drama degree, absolutely useless, but that's no, fine. Um, <laughs> um, as an actor, you want to do something. And this character is written where you have to do nothing. You deliver the dialogue. Mm. You're quite deadpan, quite robotic in some ways yeah. as well. And I think he does a good job on that. Uh, support and cast is, is brilliant, as Daniel said in his message. I mean, Sally Hawkins obviously was you in... You love a bit of Sally, oh, I love you? Sally Hawkins. Yeah, she was in um, Should Happy Go Lucky, which obviously we she covered. She was, yeah. Brilliant in that. And then to, to see her in this versus Happy Go Lucky, so different. Like Very so, different. she's got such almost range. as if they were like written down as like yeah. binary opposites. It's like, what is the complete opposite of happy go lucky? She's, oh, maybe it's this lady it's like this living in South Wales, best English lady in, yeah. in Wales. I mean, she's brilliant. I love Sally Hawkins. She's brilliant in this. If you haven't seen The Shape mm -hmm. of Water, it's I can't really pick it for this because it's just it's beautiful. It's not underseen or underrated. Really, it's a stunning mm -hmm. film. And of course, Paddington One and Two, the greatest two <laughs> yeah. films ever made. Um, so she's very good in this. Noah Taylor's good in everything. He did a film mm -hmm. in the nineties called Shine. Jeffrey Rush won his Oscar for. You should definitely watch that. He plays a um, he plays a, an Australian pianist, a real life uh, chap called David something. I can't remember his name, but he had a mental breakdown, and and that's what the film's about. Paddy mm. Paddy Considine is good in this again. Never really seen Paddy Considine do a performance like this, and he always he always understands the assignment, doesn't he? Whether it's um, more serious roles like him, I know he's in Peaky Blinders or Dead Man's Shoes or something like that, or mm -hmm. more comedy roles, which this is one of those, or Hot Fuzz or something like that. Um, mm. Loved the way it was directed as well, actually. I don't know if I was just looking out for it because of how much I really like Richard Ayoade. But, yeah. you know, lots of really beautiful shots in there of, of the landscape mm -hmm. of Wales and of, of the sea and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Reminded... And difficult ones, sorry, difficult ones to do as well. Yeah. Lots of nighttime shots. Lots, lots of, of nighttime, shots involving sunsets. fire. Yeah, Like, yeah. sort of technically quite challenging, I think. But I, no, pull it off so, really yeah, well. I think so, yeah. So, so I know before he did this, he did some music videos. Um, oh, sick. I and, love me a music video. And you know? you can, I think you can tell. 
I think you can mm. tell that, that he'd, he's done music videos because there are elements in this where there's a lot of music video in there, a lot of Kubrick and, and Lindsay Anderson in there as well. Ooh, so, yes. so there's a lot of... Um, analysis, Josh. Well, there's a lot of uh, silence versus sounds. There's a lot of long mm. pauses and then a lot of choices about when to use certain types of music. So there is a bit where he makes a realisation on the beach is when he, he realises his, his, his mum is having an affair. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of really quick cuts to still shots with unsettling music. And that's mm-hmm. really Kubrick and Lindsay Anderson. They, they do a lot of that in, like, if you look at The Shining or 2001, there's a lot of that in that. So the story, which we'll come on to in possibly dislikes, but I'll see what you think, it's a bog-standard story. It's nothing you've not mm-hmm. really seen before. But I think I think Richard Iardi, because he wrote it as well, and it's based on a book, brings some really interesting stylistic choices in there in terms of the narration and presenting you the mm-hmm. characters reading out letters and stuff but rather than it being yeah. narration it's like a, it's them reading it but it's just like they're completely deadpan and stuff um and i think that's really interesting it, it brings to life some of the more boring bits of dialogue and stuff and it's certainly yeah. it's a bit different to what it, it normally is um i thought there was, there was an interesting idea around oliver who's the main character as as a character um so he's very self-obsessed and it's all about him and to the point where he's mm-hmm. almost sociopathic in places you know his his <laughs> the girl he he loves his, his mum has got a has got a brain tumor, and mm. he decides to help her deal with that. He'll kill her dog, which yeah. is an absolutely insane sociopathic yeah. choice to make. But it's <laughs> one of those things. It you can see the logic to it. It's just horrible. Yeah, um, but he doesn't end up doing that for anyone who hasn't seen the film. No. He doesn't end up doing that. The dog instead. Just, don't worry, <laughs> gets hit by a car. It's a much don't more worry. humane end. No. The dog just uh. gets hit. Yeah, um, but I thought what was really interesting about that is that is that you've got Oliver in the middle of this story who's obsessed mm. with the little details of his teenage life, but around him is chaos. So his parents mm-hmm. are going through a divorce. His neighbors move in next door and split up, and there's infidelity there between. It's possibly you know between the mum and, and him. Uh, and then you've got his girlfriend's parents, who his mum's got a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. So around him are very real issues, but all he cares about is is himself, and you know, mm-hmm. losing his virginity or getting a girlfriend or being interested or finding an identity. So I thought thought it was quite an interesting exploration of that f- feeling lost and feeling like you need a sense of purpose, which I think a lot of people, most people, I'd say, get when they're Oliver's age in this. Mm-hmm. And also, I suppose the last thing is it's quite funny. In places, yeah. Um, there's a you know, uh, there's a bit where he tries to get in a fight at the end, and he ki- he tries to kick his mate, and it's just so pathetic that his yeah. mate just bats it off like it's nothing. And does he like grab his leg or he something? Catches it, he sort of catches his him. leg, yeah. doesn't he? And it's like it's that it's a bit like it reminded me a little bit of um, you know the fight in Bridget Jones between Hugh Grant. Oh, and, oh my goodness! It's, yeah. so it's like it's two men who they, they've never been in a fight, not really fighting. And it's just yeah, like you yeah. just and, it, and 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 if you most of us have you know. Who, who went to state schools have seen, particularly as a bloke, have seen fights between two mm-hmm. lads at school who don't know how to fight and it just becomes head to head or one gets the other in a headlock and there's just a struggle and everyone's around them and then before you know it, the teacher's arrived. Um, yeah, yeah. And I did think it captured that and also I think it captured the sense of, you know, being at a depressing high school, just wanting to leave. Yeah, definitely. Really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think though? I'm interested. I, I can't gauge, I can't gauge you from you. Normally, what did it, I your face, think? your open book normally. Usually my face gives it all away. So what did I think about the film written and directed by Richard Iowardi, featuring songs by Alex Turner, 
set in Wales. Well, Josh, <laughs> I bloody loved it. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. So you've already touched on much of uh, what I liked there. So I love the fact that it is such a simple concept, mm. but just executed brilliantly. Like this social family drama slash comedy mm. that blends, it kind of blends realism with the absurd as it explores yeah, these true. things yeah, that seem... Yeah, think of it like that. Some of it's yeah. just a bit wacky, isn't it? As it explores things that seem just monumental to a teenager. And even though it is all from the point of view of a, of a child, it feels so relatable and it's done in yeah. such a mature way that you don't even really think about the fact that Oliver is a kid because mm. it's not a child's film. No, it's true, isn't it? it? Is... I, didn't, um, I didn't think of it like that. Like they, they present yeah. you with the issues that everyone has... I think because... So I suppose everyone's kind of been there. Most people well, have been there where Oliver is. most people, I think, yeah. yeah. So you just even... and. Even for someone like me, someone like me, a 32-year-old woman, and he's, what, a 14, 15-year-old lad? A bit, like, maybe a bit older. So he, I think he's... Is, is his whole thing not he wants to lose his virginity before it's legal? So, before it's legal, so, yeah. yeah. So, like you say, he must be like 16, 14, yeah. 15. Yeah, yeah. Um, so unless just, unless like, it's just... a different age in Wales than I don't... <laughs> no, pretty sure. Pretty sure 16, yes. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was really funny. I thought there were some great moments of humour in there. And one of the very early scenes uh, really sets up the kind of comedy I think that you're going to experience throughout the film. So it's when Oliver is fantasising about his own death yes. and how the people at his school are like responding to it. And there's these really dramatic news reports and stuff. And then from this, there were just so many funny moments and so many different funny scenarios and like different lines of action and threads of the narrative. Alice, Alice. What did, you, what did it remind you of? What did it remind me of? Come on, uh, what am I going to say? Oh, oh my God. Name um, another film we've done where a teenage well, I, boy imagines yeah. his own death. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm totally drawing a blank. You Please tell it. me, Josh. You picked it. Did I? Yeah. Totally drawing a blank. So Help me out unfair. here, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> so as soon as it happened, I was like, "Oh my Does god!" Kevin, do that? Kevin and Perry, in Kevin and Perry, there's literally almost the same scene. Really? Yeah, because I totally don't because remember. He, he does that, the whole bit, doesn't he? Where he's in the church and he's like, the, the priest is like, and in many cases, shagged, and all the women, oh are like, and then he and then he looks at his parents yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm dead now." Oh. <laughs> And I was like, I can't believe we've done two films. There we go. Where it's like almost there the same premise. But, but anyway, you know, you're right. That bit is very funny. But but and then that really lends itself to what you were saying about it being about him being like this self obsessed character. It's like, oh well, I know that people would grieve for me and you know have these really over the top reactions if I died because I'm very special and everyone thinks I'm really special. Yeah, definitely, definitely like Kevin from Kevin and Perry. <laughs> what a double bill. Oh, definitely. This is why you come to this podcast, guys. Um, so with things like, uh, you know, when he monitors his parents' sex life, yeah. you know, th- th- just these funny like threads that are ongoing. The way he speaks about some of his classmates is hilarious. So there's one lad who gets stabbed with a few compasses. And then Oliver <laughs> says something like, his stoicism reminded me of the soldiers in the First World War. <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. And this really, like you say, it's quite deadpan and it's all delivered so deadpan, but it, it's quite absurd as well. Um he reads the dictionary for fun. Funny. Um, and it's some of the comic timing of the script, which I suppose is partly to do with the writing and then partly to do with the editing as well, really adds to the humour. So though when he becomes... So he becomes a bit of a bully because he thinks that Jordana likes bullies, right? And mm. so he starts hanging out with the bullies and he starts picking on uh, one of the girls because he's so desperately trying to fit in. And then when this doesn't work and the scene is over, we cut to a new scene with his voiceover going, I've actually always preferred my own company. And like the juxtaposition of those two things just kind of makes it even funnier. At one point he says, you know, to try and romance Jordana, he takes her to his favourite industrial estate. <laughs> and this was just ongoing. So, so I, I found it very, very funny and I thought it was a really interesting type of humour. It's not it's not everyone's type of humour, is it? I can imagine, no, this, not I can imagine some people would watch this and just not get it. Um, I think so, yeah. And it's not, it's not, you know, big thigh slappers. It's not big, huge comedy bits. I wonder how something like this went down in the States. Oh, yeah, I'd be interested. I I can't, yeah. yeah. I I can't imagine. Is it quite British? Yeah, is it quite sort of British and deadpan and sarcastic? Because didn't they, as well, didn't they try the IT crowd over in the States? They tried, they tried the IT crowd. I think they tried Gavin and Stacey. I think they tried, there's definitely an in-between us because I tried to watch some of it and it was so excruciatingly bad. Not great, was it? Um, Yeah, not great. But then, you know, The Office... So yeah, uh, yeah. So it's funny which direction it goes, but yeah, it just made me think that because obviously IORD in in the IT crowd, you know, bringing a lot of his humour to that, yeah. and a lot of the reason and it's he, funny he is because it's him. He did do a couple of American films, didn't he? he did uh, yeah. The, oh, is it the Watch? The one he did something about the Watch? Yeah, yeah. the Neighbourhood Watch. Yeah, the, and the, and it was like aliens and stuff. And then it, that was with Ben yeah. Stiller, who was in mm. Submarine. He was in it. Yeah, so there's a bit well, where see, it, I saw that he was an executive. He's, producer so he's or watching. Something. It's only a cameo, but he's watching a. 
American sitcom or an American drama, you're like a soap opera sort of oh thing. My and he's just on the, it doesn't have any li- it doesn't have any lines, he's just on the telly mm. in the background. Um Yeah. Yeah, so like Ben Ben Stiller, oh, I isn't it? it? Yeah. Oh awesome. I, I, yeah, I did, it was one I did of those you know, it's one of those things where you think, was that Ben Stiller? Yeah. Is that Ben Stiller? Is that Greg Fokker? Um I had to I had to Google it, but um but yeah, what else? What else did you like? Obviously, it's set in Wales. I mean, listen, the fact that it's set in Wales, as soon as he opened his mouth, you know, we've got the Welsh accent, we've got scenery, (laughs) there was a few Welsh dragons knocking around there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sold. I am... I am just that simple, Josh. Like, if you wanna if you wanna set your film in Wales, I'm gonna watch it. Um, the soundtrack I thought was beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know, the, uh, Alex Turner just doing his thing. Like, I love Arctic Monkeys anyway. And then to hear him, and obviously it's set, it's not set now, is it? Like, it isn't it set so, in like yeah, the 80s so I, or 90s I wasn't or non hundred percent sure. So I think I Google. It feels it. I think like the, back I think, then, the, I, think it? I think Google, the all-knowing Google, said mm-hmm. the book is set in the 86, 87. Yeah. So okay. That, yeah. That, but it. But the music that Alex Turner then has done really mm. suits it. Oh, it does. It matches so well. It matches. Uh, it matches the emotions. It matches the vibe, uh, and it just enhanced the whole thing. So then every time a new a, a new song would mm. come on, and because it was him, and because I was so engaged by the music, I really listened to the lyrics as well. Um. Ah. Oh, just and the combo of the two of them together just really did it for me like the film and that soundtrack specifically. Um, like you've already touched on as well, it is shot beautifully, like, and, and lots of really difficult, challenging shots to set up, like the fire, like all these external shots. There's a lot at nighttime, there's a lot at dusk, you know, there's a lot of shots by the beach and stuff. And it, I just thought it looked beautiful. And as you've said as well, I thought all the performances were really strong and, and good characters as well and good characterization like between the parents mm. they're a really interesting couple and you're sort of you 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 you're really invested in them as a couple and you want to try to identify well what are the issues here and the dad especially Lloyd is it yeah yeah Lloyd yeah so he he doesn't say much and he doesn't do much but you seem to like get quite a lot from him and I think that has a lot to do with the way that his son so Oliver talks about him like he says when he was in his like deepest pit of depression or I don't even think they call it depression. They try and be a bit more like subtle about it. Or I suppose they didn't know it was depression back in the 80s or whatever. But it's like, oh yeah, when he's really sad, he just drinks lemon water from the same (laughs) cup over and over again without watching it. And then as the film goes on and he's clearly getting more and more depressed, he's then drinking again from this cup, unwashed, this lemon water. Mm. And it was all just like, it was a lot of subtlety going on along this really kind of out there, and quite dramatic imaginings from within this child's mind. I just thought it was really good. Okay, so let's move on then to talking about things that we perhaps didn't like about Submarine or that we would change. Um, I mean, you've been very complimentary there, Alice. So Mm, is there much much coming? Are you going to sink Submarine? I don't think I am going (laughs) to sink Submarine. So... I think there's only one thing Ooh. that I can um, that I can is think this of. A, so, is this a stretchy one? Is this a, I've got to find something to say? So well, but, but a little bit of that. But I did find myself thinking this throughout the mm. film. So so it is you know it is one as well. So obviously Oliver's parents are not Welsh. Mm. So I'm curious, and I would have liked to have known how they've ended up in this incredibly Welsh part of South Wales with an incredibly Welsh sounding son. Mm. How did they get there? Where did they come from? That's true, How did, why have they ended the, up uh, here? I wonder if it's in the book. 
Because I suppose his dad's a marine biologist, so perhaps. Yes, I was thinking this, and he said he was said something about some of the marine life off the coast of Wales mm. and and stuff. So maybe maybe there was something there, like he he was assigned a job or something, and then yeah. obviously then just stayed there. So maybe a bit of that. And I do suppose if you're not into this style of filmmaking, yeah. into this style of film, I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if it would just be for a mainstream audience. Mm. And like Daniel said at the beginning, he thinks he feels like it's underseen. I wonder if that's because it is quite niche in the way that the story is told. Yeah, what would make you go and watch this? Yeah, it's, it's what I wouldn't be surprised. What does the trailer look like? Yeah. You know, what what could they have put in the trailer to grab the, you? And the biggest would draw. I ever have watched this if it weren't for the podcast? Yeah, you know? I suppose the biggest draw for this film is probably Richard Ayoade, isn't it? Yes, if yeah, because if you, put, you if plaster you, his name on the on a poster, all over, yeah. you know, a film by which you are, it's, it's going to draw people in, isn't it? Um, mm. But no, you're um, that's yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. What would actually make you go and watch this? Uh, which might come into yeah. is it underseen? I suppose. Yeah, certainly. But you know what? Apart from that, Josh, there isn't really anything. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was quite moving at times. The soundtrack was amazing, uh, and I thought it looked fabulous mm. as well. Um, what about you, Josh? I feel like I feel like maybe you've got a bit more to say so, on this. So, so not, throw it on me and we'll unpack it. <laughs> not loads. Um, I <laughs> think I can completely get what you were saying, follow on from what you were saying, which is you it might this is not for everyone. I completely understand mm-hmm. that you might it might be a bit dull or it might just not really speak to you, depending on what your interests are. Um I think the main the main two things, I suppose, or two or three things are first of all. Around the characterization of Oliver and of Jordana, I think Oliver could have been a bit more likable or shown some more redeeming qualities that meant I wanted him to succeed because I I didn't really care if he did Mm -hmm. or didn't succeed. I really enjoyed his performance and some of the way he was written, but for me, the quality was all around the supporting cast and the the secondary plot lines rather than him. Um, I do feel like that that characterization of teenagers, although, albeit quite accurate, has mm-hmm. been done to death. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've seen this film before, whether it be you know, Perks of Being a Wallflower, even something like More Left Field, like Napoleon Dynamite. I feel like I've, I've seen this before. Um, even touches of, I thought at times, the in-betweeners, yeah. like the more, they're more serious moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'd seen it before. What does differentiate it from those is the stylistic choices that, that are made, which we've touched on, which I thought just about saved it. But it's encapsulated for me in the characterization of Jordana as a character. I've seen that character in so many different films of this ilk and I just would have mm-hmm. liked you know something different the rebellious female character who smokes and is a bit of a black sheep and has stuff going on at home and has a even like down to having like a black bob and a coat and do you know what I mean it's like I've seen it before it's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind it's it's loads of other stuff and I would have perhaps liked yeah. something different I also I understand okay. though that it, it is from a book so if that's how she's written mm-hmm. in the book then then that's how she's written um mm-hmm. but I there was elements of it where I was just like I've seen all this before um, yeah, and you can sort of work out what's going yeah. to happen because of that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, as I say, not not loads for the dislikes from me. Okay, so let's move on then to talk about the critical reception then, and then we'll have a little look at if it is what Daniel says it is. So, how do you think it did critically, Alice? Because I, I don't think you have seen the critical reception, have you? 
I do you think it did? No, I haven't. I, re I reckon critically it did okay. It did well. I reckon this might be one that did better with the critics than yeah. it did with the audience. Yeah, I, I absolutely um, agree with that, yeah. I would I would give it at the very least a high seven. Mm. I, I really did enjoy it and I did think it was really good. Mm. Um, and it made me feel a lot of things. Like as a as a viewer and as a film critic. Oh I, I, mean, I don't know about saying that. I don't, I don't you, know about saying that. You. But you know, in in like assessing the more technical elements of it, if you know what mm. I mean. Um so yeah, I reckon at least a high seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous and say seven point nine. And I'll, if it got less than that, I will be surprised and a bit mortified. Ooh. And if it got higher than that, I'd be a very happy lady. So go on, <laughs> give so, it to me. So, at the time of recording, it gets on IMDb seven point three. Okay, but then over on Rotten, you know what, that's not bad. IMDb, yeah. Over yeah, on yeah. Rotten Toms, oh god, from the audience gets eighty-two percent. Mm -hmm. <gasps> oh, go ahead, audience. Go from ahead. the critics, it gets. Yes. 88%, which averages out at 81% for those three scores. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. that fair for you? Absolutely. Fair. That is appropriately rated. Yeah, so, so I, yes. I'd agree. I mean, I would probably give it around a seven, but I'm happy to say it's mm -hmm. appropriately rated. But Daniel has picked this because he thinks it's underseen. So, I've had a little yes. look on Box Office Mojo. And it, worldwide, if it, I'm, I'm, get, I'm guessing this is right. This is off Box Office Mojo. It took in worldwide just under four million dollars. Oh, okay. Which wow. is not a lot. That's not that's not much not really loads. at all. No. Um, neither... Do you know what the budget was and how that compares? I wouldn't imagine it's a massive budget, but I wouldn't all no. I would also be surprised if it didn't make its money back. Yeah. Um if you consider who's in it, you you know, you've got no I know I know you haven't got any huge, huge stars, especially especially at the time, but there's some, you know, Paddy Paddy Considine, Sally Hawkins and um yeah. and, and Noah Taylor, they're all, you know, they're all known elements now established um, yeah for me i would say that considering that box office and considering we hadn't both seen it i think mm -hmm. that's underseen for me so i think daniel i think you're right but alice you can you can give your deciding vote oh no certainly i i, I would agree four million that's pretty low mm. isn't it if it's getting a theatrical release i feel like not many people went to see that yeah. so there we go underseen underseen So there we go, another listener's suggestion done. Daniel, you'll be pleased to know it's Underseen. Damn, Daniel, you picked a good film. <laughs> Alice is very, very happy. I am happy, it was great. Thank you for making me watch it. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Alice being happy, it's your turn to pick Ooh. next week's film. Ooh. I'm about to make Josh miserable. Oh, I've God. got a feeling he's going to hate this so much. <sighs> but anyway. What are we watching next, next week? week Next week, Josh, listeners, we're going to be watching, analysing, talking about Passengers. Okay. Right. He's, that's probably I'm the sure. weirdest Listen, face not, you've pulled because not, you didn't even pull a face. Not, you know, it was just still uh, no movement. He was like a statue, just, ladies you know, and we'll gentlemen. Right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What I thought of, of the film <laughs> Passengers. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, join us next week where we'll be talking about Passengers, which I think has got Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in it. It sure yeah. has, Josh. You know um, it. Great. So join us next week where we'll be talking about that. I think it's also got Michael Sheen in it, am I right? Oh, hasn't it just? It's got Michael Sheen in it. Hasn't it, it just? Um, my man. 
my main man at the moment. <laughs> Join us next week where we'll be talking about passengers. If you'd like to get in touch with us and suggest a film like Daniel did, you can drop us a little message on Instagram and Twitter, but the best place is probably over email. So the email is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for Just Films and That, you can find us. We're there. But we're also on your telly. Alice, give us the deets. Oh, yes, indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. We're also on Channel 195 on Sky in the UK. That's every Friday from 6pm. You lucky dogs. Yes, lots of ways to get in touch, lots of ways to see us and hear us. So thank you very much for your continued listening and watching. And we'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio! Bye! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.